Welcome to our podcast series. I'm Hazel Stutely, C2 Founder and Program Director. C2 is based on a very simple concept that we discovered back in the 90s, which works as well today as it did back then. We simply bring together the people who work in an area, typically police, health and housing frontline workers, with those people who live there to work together as equals, forming a mutually problem-solving, resident-led partnership with just one goal, to make their community a great place in which to live and work. These partnerships are not only powerful, but they stand the test of time because they are self-renewing, with many still going strong into their second operational decade. In this series, we've captured the inspirational voices of residents and providers separately and together as they tell their stories of how the C2 seven-step pathway to partnerships not only worked for them and their communities, but carries on working with amazing and transformative results. In this episode, we take a trip to Stoke-on-Trent, to Middleports, in fact, to find out more about Middleport Matters. I'm Marvin Malloy, a community development worker, and I've worked alongside C2 for the last eight, eight to ten years, I would say. Uh, I was working on the My Community Matters project, and we were sort of incorporating the C2 Seven Steps in our delivery, working in communities across Stoke-on-Trent. Uh, I'm Amelia Bilson. I'm the founder and executive director of Middleport Matters Community Trust. My Community Matters was a public health initiative which formed in Stoke-on-Trent in around about 2009. In fact, no, it was called My Health Matters initially, and uh, our objective was to sort of go into neighbourhoods which had been identified as um, having people who, more people or more prevalence of uh, people who were obese and weren't taking participation in physical activity locally. Uh, however, after about three years, we, we've realised that when you're going into neighbourhoods, the health isn't really their priority. And it was at that point where Hazel Stutley uh, came along to uh, to deliver a seminar in Staffordshire University. And she was talking about the C2 seven-step approach. And we were sort of blown away by, by it, really. And, and our commissioner sort of really, really connected with, uh, with Hazel at the time. And it was at that point where we sort of readjusted our approach and we decided actually let's not go and say let's get healthy to a community let's go and say what's the issue in your community what how can we connect the partners and what can we do from there so my health matters became my community matters and from that point that's what we've been doing adopting a c2 seven step approach to community development and that was where we stumbled across Amelia around about what was it now I wouldn't say you stumbled across us I deliberately contacted you Marvin (laughs) I I stumbled across you because I I wasn't aware of you and then next thing you know there was a a message I think it was on the Facebook the Mark Unity Matters Facebook and that was a rarity anyway it's like hi I'm I'm, I'm Bilson I'm from Middleport and I want to do something and that was the start of it all, wasn't it? It was, yeah. So I moved to Middleport about four and a half years ago, I guess now. And um, so I'd been living in Middleport for six months. And at the time I'd moved there um, 
into one of the houses that had been um, renovated. They'd been, you know, brought back to their original heritage and a big, nice family home. And I was shocked to find that no work had been done on the actual community facilities. So the local park was absolutely derelict and dangerous. Um, Places were more than overgrown. Um, It was was quite clear that there were lots of um, areas of neglect. Um, and in those short six months, I'd found five syringes out the front of my house, like on my doorstep, basically. Um, we'd had condoms thrown into our garden and the fly tipping was so bad that if I wanted to get to the doctor's surgery, I'd have to push my pram over it. And I had decided at that point that um, I needed to do something. I didn't know what, I needed to do something. And so I spent about two months just going on the internet, Googling anything to do with Middleport, Stoke-on-Trent or anything to do with community development to find out what could I do and that's when I found Marvin yeah and and I think for, for us and at the time for myself it's, we were always looking for people to deliver a community development you need to find great people and you know when Amelia contacted and said you know the ideas and what she wanted to do and the, the enthusiasm which she showed that was like right okay we've got something here we you know and, and also with us not we weren't new to this, the seven step thing but this was it i saw this as a great opportunity where he's like right i think here we're going to be able to go from zero and, and see where it goes uh, so you know that was sort of a, a, a challenge for ourselves so again i think i said previously before we started recording i think um i started guiding or advising Amelia as to what to do. I mean, she's got plenty of initiative anyway, but I started thinking right then, okay, we're at step zero. What do we do now? And and she was already well away with that. As she's just said, she was contacting a lot of partners and a lot of services locally. And it was like, right then, let's bring everybody together and um, have a chat about Middleport. And that was what we did, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I had no intention of making an organization. I didn't have any ambitions per se. I just wanted where I lived to be safer and more, you know, enjoyable for my children. At the time I had two young babies and I did not want them to grow up thinking it was okay to live like that. And that was it. I didn't know what could be done. I'd never done anything like that before. Um, so after just speaking with um, local matters at the council, as they were called at the time, as well as Marvin, um, uh, the pair of them just sort of said, you can actually do something great here. You know, you can create an organisation, you can apply for funding and, you know, you can make the difference that you want to see. And I was like, oh, OK. Uh, all right, then I'll give that a go. And so we started off slow and, you know, door knocking was an obvious thing to do to to actually just meet neighbours. So I started off with my street and I just knocked on every door on my street. Um, And I went with things like at Easter, I went with cabbage cream egg um, and at Christmas it was mince pies. And, you know, if ever I went to a birthday party and there was leftover buffet food, which there always is, I always would say to the host, don't throw that away. I'm taking it back for my neighbours. And so then I'd have something to sort of knock on the doors and say, hey, look, this was leftover. Do you want these cakes or sandwiches or whatever it was? And it just started from there, building up relationships and um, until um, I'd met enough people that said, actually, I'm interested in joining you to do something. Um, and it was clear that there wasn't really anything going on. Um, 
So within the first few months, we, we started doing litter picks, which we thought was something that's, that's really simple that everyone can do, but could have a good impact. Um, and then running activities from um, a toddler group, a youth club, um, and we did an exercise class for, um, like a chair-based exercise class for um, older people. And that's where we started really. Mm. And, and as, as well as that, um, Marvin um, and Jill and Lisa um, explained that we needed to do a kind of community-wide listening event, um, which they helped um, massively yeah, yeah. put that on. It was a Christmas party. Was, yeah. um, and uh, it was, we couldn't believe it. We had about 50 people turn up We'd leafleted the community first, hadn't we? And we put it on um, Facebook, but we hadn't really got a presence yet. We didn't exist as anything. Um, so when we had this Christmas party, we kind of presented to the to the community. You know, we're we're a bunch of residents. We all know what the issues are. Do we want to come together and do something about it? Mm. Um, and we asked people, you know, what what were their priorities? Um, and lots of we had lots of opinions. Um, <laughs> But there was um, a number, there was about four things that they were all saying, um, really, at the most. Um, and those started off as our priorities, didn't they? Yeah, and yeah. we spent the next year working towards those things. And, and they were things that are typical of any area, you know, wanting, um, you know, family activities, safer places, um, cleaner streets, those kind of things, you know, nothing unusual, um, but things that mattered to the community. And, um, and so we've kind of, remained focused on those things um until we got to the next christmas party where we were saying well these are the things you said last year yeah. have we done any of those things and i think it was it was brilliant in just one year to be able to see um what a community can do for themselves um and yes okay we're not finished yet i don't think any area is ever going to be finished because you know every area is transient in, in nature um but i think it's evident that you know we've started on a journey and, mm. and we are making a difference and yeah and it, throughout that period as well there I mean I mean he's just gone over it, it, the year and there were so many other little little good stories which were happening so you know the the toddler session that was providing an opportunity for mums to come together you know I remember mm. some of the youngsters you know some of the youngsters who probably got labeled as being a little tearaways locally you know they were sort of involved in helping at the events and mm. like Amelia just mentioned the litter picks it was good numbers through that and people were getting all their things from it they were getting connections with neighbours building relationships and obviously feeling mm. feeling more content where they live so you know as well as as this process which Middleport Matters has sort of gone through in finding out information during this just this time it was just it was just really really good for us to see and I think that was probably probably just I mean Amelia had her own story and journey as well but I think it was, it was inspiring for yourself to say you know what this is the impact that we're having and you know maybe that maybe we can be bigger it has really really been organic like you know it's, it, this is worked well whether it be the project whether it be fundraising whether it be delivering it, it's, it's worked well so it's like okay what's next what's next what other projects can we do what can we do for youngsters what can we do for um, the people in the care home around there what what can we use for some of the funds that we've got for other people who are living locally so that they can deliver their projects. So yeah, a lot of people have, have, have really, really benefited from from the approach and from the work that Metaport Mars has done. So, you know, I think community strengthening, um, which I know is something that should be identified really at the back end of uh, the seven steps. We were seeing this 
really, really early. And um, you know, I think that's what sort of helped us to continue going forward. I mean, it just organically happened really. You know, we, you know, one of the first things we did was just talk to people. You know, we wanted to just find out what, what I'd only, I'd only moved to the area six months before. So I needed to know, you know, what had happened? Why is there nothing happening now? Was anyone interested in doing anything locally? Um, and those first couple of months, I probably spoke to 100 people and I couldn't believe the response. Like everyone was really positive. Everybody wanted to do something, but never succeeded in doing so. There were so many services out there that wanted to help the community, but could never find a way to do that. Um, and I think that's a big issue um, is that services kind of, they want to do stuff to people. Um, whereas we had an opportunity where we as a community wanted them to come in. So being invited in mm. is very different. Yeah. And I think that's why things have gone well is because, you know, it wasn't the council saying, right, let's do a litter pick, come and join us. It was like, no, we're residents saying we want to do it. And, you know, we were able to pick up, I think the first year about 180 bags of rubbish, mm. which is no mean feat. Mm. Um, you know, we spent the whole day doing it, but you know, what a difference, you know, we made. and. But it was all through the partnership. So, you know, we didn't do it alone. We had, as I say, about 100 people we've spoken to from from schools, churches, various different council departments, police services, um, the NHS, just so, just so many different um, experts, really, who know what needs to be done. And then you had us saying, actually, we've got an issue and you know how to fix it. So yeah. can we work together? And and. You know they were really excited to do that you know whether it was help us provide youth facilities or um you know activities for various ages you know we had we had partners on board and i don't think we could have done any of it without without that we had no premises so you know we needed businesses to kindly volunteer their space to us um a number of businesses we've we've kind of spread ourselves out and, mm -hmm. and other community groups locally um you know from boys brigade to um, allotments and it's been really wonderful bringing everybody together and saying actually we are one community with lots of different parts um, but together you know we can help each other to to thrive and succeed yeah as in a, as a service provider like in a, I like I said at the start when Amelia contacted you to say go and do some stuff down here you're like right then off I go because you're you know a lot of the time for different services you're spending time thinking I need to do this here. I've got these targets. I need to, you know, I need to achieve this in, in a neighbourhood. And you sort of, you know, I suppose you, you're just thinking of ideas, thinking of things that you can go and do. But, it, you know, the amount of times I've been to a session when I was doing my health matter stuff, I thought, this is absolutely amazing. Why would anybody not come to this? And then you get there and there'd be nobody there. And, you know, it can be that demoralising aspect of community development as a service provider. But this, like you say, you sort of, you're called from the neighbourhood, we need you type thing. So if you know it's if you're a youth organisation and we need stuff for the young people, they're getting in touch if we need you. You know, and I think everybody wins that way. The community gets what they need and also you you know that your time that you're spending putting things together is actually gonna be more useful. And I think, you know, the partnership approach and the connection and the, I mean, we do the connecting events with, with the C2 approach, all that, it's, it's just so key, but also just so rewarding for everybody. Like the amount of times we've had meetings with a lot of partners and they've sat there saying, 
we need to do this more often. You know, it's, it's good to come together. And again, when we see this provider head on, sometimes you just have to go and unload, you know, with everything that's going on to other people. And you could find, you could you could get that. So, you know, I could be speaking to the people from the local matters team, or I could have been speaking to people from different services and sort of say, oh, wow, this hasn't worked, this hasn't worked, or this is working really, really well. And, you know, you can share different things. So that element of, of this approach is good, sharing best practice and moving forward together. The, the partners are there moving in a good direction, delivered some fantastic projects. Um, we've got a committee, you know, who are coming together. We've survived the first few, um, what are they called, election, like, AGMs. AGMs, yeah, sorry. We've survived a few AGMs, uh, which is always a, a stressful time again for a resident and for a partner because you do have the moments where you're thinking, is people going to vote me on? Am I going to carry on? But we've survived that and now we're moving forward and uh, Middleport Matters has sort of become a little bit of a brand, if you know what I mean, and, and recognised really as a, a neighbourhood which is is doing good things and as part of that Amelia was obviously being recognised for what she was doing so yeah well yeah about 18 months ago we um, formally registered as uh, a not-for-profit business um, and um, this year we celebrate being awarded um, a really large grant which has enabled us to rent our own premises and, and employ a team of staff which is um, you know the the final step as it were um but it's not really it's the start it's, the, it's you know it's been a four years of learning and discovering and this is now really the the first real big step forward to actually hopefully working towards transforming our community um, so i'm really really excited and i'm really you know glad that we've gone through the learning that we have done um because i think it gives us a good a good starting point on which to learn and grow and develop the future. Hmm. So again, yeah, being being sat in the Middleport Matters headquarters today on the <laughs> <laughs> on the main road which runs through sort of Middleport, you know, for everybody to see. I've lost count of how many people have walked past already. You know, never could you have really imagined when Amelia reached mm. out to us on that day that you know this this could actually be happening. But it is it is happening, and like Amelia said, we are sort of at the start of a, a new new journey, so to speak. But the projects which are being delivered from here at this moment. I mean, how many have you got? How many projects are running currently? Probably around 15 at the moment, Come yeah. Don't, don't, don't pretend you don't know what they all are. Come on. <laughs> lift, lift, Let's have to check the spreadsheet. Lift, lift, okay, so I can name a few. There's the Canal the canal Renovation Project. Yeah. There's the Players Academy yeah. Project. There is... Tees and Toddles. Tees and Toddles. There is... The Community Angling Club. You continue, man. For the testing you. Neighborhood forum. Neighborhood forum. What else have you got? Um, well, we've got a new um, project on the canal, which will be, uh, I think it's called our our space project. Yeah, Middleport Potter, Pottery. We've got. Oh, we've had the the pottery classes we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then obviously the um, summer events. Yeah, yeah, Midfest. Midfest. So we've even got our own festival in, yeah. in Middleport now. Yeah. You know, in, uh, in that which, get, again, lots of people coming out, whatever the weather. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've had some bad weather recently. <laughs> and, and when she was telling me about the, the Midfest, I was away on holiday when it happened, but when she was telling me about the last one, chucking it down, but you've still got lots of people coming out. And I think that's a, a sign of just, you know, the respect which Middleport matters. 
We were impressed that anybody turned out, but they but they did. Yeah, mm. obviously not the same sort of numbers we would have got when it was a sunnier day, but still, some people came and they had a lovely day, and you know they just put the wellies on and the mac on, and they said, look, you know, this is a fantastic event can't miss it you know which is great mm. and uh, as opposed to summarize there's lots going on there's lots of opportunities for people of all ages to come and connect with metaphor matters and 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 take something from the, the service you know we're looking at it we've done four four years and we, we want to do another five we're, we're heading towards another five years you know that's the what we're working towards so I can just be I mean now straight away we've got a little bit of a listening wall and it reminds me of something that we'd see in a listening event with post-it notes where people have come in off the street and said what they would like to see what we did have. yeah they're there <laughs> <laughs> what we did have and it's just about moving forward with the values that this organization has had from the start and that is listening to community finding opportunities um, and working positively to make as much things happen as possible so it's a good space. It's a good space to be in, and it's, it's in, in terms of somebody who was was a community development worker, and it's proud. I'm, I'm proud to see something just working in this way, and really, really excited as to what can be done over the next few years. Because we've just employed some fantastic staff who are going to take. Well, it's going to make things a little bit easier, aren't they? And take the baton. Uh, so yeah, good. At, we've got a lot of ambition, and who knows in five years' time what we could be talking about? Because you know, I know you've touched on housing at one stage, Amelia, and, and stuff like that. So, big ideas, big ambition, but we'll see. You know, sitting here in in our in our premises is feels an accomplishment. You know, to um, to be awarded a grant, which usually goes to organisations, it doesn't normally go to small community groups, um, and and just to actually offer the opportunity for local people to make a difference to where they live. It's not. Um, it's not about a service coming in and telling us what needs to happen. It's local people saying, we want our world to be different and we have the ability now to do it for ourselves. And, you know, that that makes me proud that, you know, and a number of local people, you know, would testify that they've had those opportunities and, and they feel that they've been able to change their own lives for themselves and, and that's what we want, really. And we want to hear in another 10 years' time, you know, hundreds of stories of people who have been just given the opportunity to actually take control of their own situation. Because um, a lot of people feel that they don't have control, that everything's done around them. And uh, they just have to sort of fit in with that. But actually, together, we, you know, we can make change and we don't have to accept life as it's presented to us. Um, so one exciting project which which we're hoping to take off soon is working with housing you know even to think that you know we could help people improve where they physically live not just what's outside of their house you know is, is a potential exciting project that that again would be massive for somebody you know to actually have a good quality home um so yeah it's really it's really exciting mm -hmm. I, I've touched on I'm, I'm just proud of the the whole journey as a community development worker to see something come from a conversation in a front room to a conversation in your own facility that's in and in, in, like i said all the little well not little things all the other things which just happen on the way to people the experiences the benefits they've felt i'm just just proud of all that really that's why yeah i feel, I feel content really as somebody who's sort of supporting and not being 
directly involved in the day-to-day delivery. I you know, can't really, it doesn't really get much better than what's gone on down here, so I'm proud that I've been able to be a part of something like that. I'm Katie. I'm um, on the board of Middleport Matters. I first met Amelia at the local toddler group that was running at the pavilion. Um, at the time, I wasn't really going out or doing anything because um, I just had two young children. Um, just moved to Stoke, so I didn't know anybody. Um, so it was a real struggle to get out of the house. So it was nice to have somewhere so close um, just to get out to and push myself to get to. Um, Amelia really pushed me after that to keep coming. Um, and that was a big help, got me out of the house. And as I got more confident, um, I offered to run the classes for Amelia um, because she was struggling a bit to manage, obviously, because she does a lot, <laughs> struggling to manage all the toddler group and everything. So. I started to run that for for a while. Um, after that, Amelia invited me to um, one of the public meetings that uh, Middleport Matters used to have. And when once I'd gone along to that, I decided to join the board, <laughs> which then uh, went on to me doing lots of different stuff to do with the, I do the flyers. Um, it slowly, gradually worked up to be doing different things, um, running different groups. I set up my own group from that called Creative Coffee, which is um, a craft group for uh, socially isolated people, um, people with anxiety, just to try and get them out of the house. Um, And it's just really helped me to come out in myself and just to meet people. And now I hate being in the house. I'd rather be out and talking to people. So it's really made a big difference. And... um, now I'm going to be taking an apprenticeship with Mudport Matters, so that's led me to employment as well. So it's been a massive help. 